listening to The Calling. Don't forget you can catch all episodes of The Calling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pods, and others. Simply searching The Calling. If you're having difficulty locating us, shoot an email to the underscore calling at hotmail.com and we can send a link directly to you. Now, God willing, we're going to spend the next several weeks in examining the book of James. You know, James seems to be an appropriate book to, to look into after spending so much time on spiritual development. It gives us an opportunity to explore what we've learned so far and start to apply it to our lives. For those of you who don't know, James is a brother of Jesus, and although his book isn't very long in terms of chapters, it is very deep with knowledge. This week we're going to explore the first eight verses of chapter 1 and reference Proverbs chapter 2 and see where the Lord takes us from there. We've referenced this chapter in previous podcasts, so if it starts to sound a little familiar, I have applied it to various topics we've talked about throughout the way. Chapter 1 begins with discussing the trials and and praising God through this and talking about growth and then asking God for wisdom. Wisdom is uh, defined by Webster as the body of knowledge and principles that develops within a specific society or period. And for us, it's being informed of the expectations of being a Christian, the expectations of following God. We've spent extensive time discussing our spiritual development, and a sense uh, of growing uh, from our knowledge of God's Word. After all, the foundation of our faith is God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And throughout our lives, we've asked God for direction. Maybe it's a life decision, maybe it's answers for a test. Regardless, I know we've all asked God at some point in our life for wisdom, for information. Now, I've shared bits and pieces of my own personal testimony over the last several months, and and I promise one day it's all going to make sense. I'm not crazy, at least not yet diagnosed. Anyway, the point is I've shared in previous podcasts, I've had times where I've struggled with direction. It's during these times I I rely on prayer and, and seeking that direction and guidance from God on what to do. I remember last year I spent several sleepless nights being convinced that what I was doing was wrong and I just needed to stop. And it all came to a head where I cried out to God that I was sorry for even asking for direction. I didn't need to know. I didn't want to know. Just make it stop. Make the thoughts stop. Give me just peace. Let me sleep. Everything. Just whatever it is, make it stop. I won't ask. And during that mental breakdown in my car, I found relief. Now recently, I experienced another difficulty of understanding, one that's probably a little more relatable right now. And, and my, my employer recently uh, was given a directive of a new statewide change. And instead of giving us a transition time, which would have made this a smooth and efficient process, we were given a couple-day deadline. To make matters worse, there was little guidance given, and the guidance that was given was constantly changing, meaning that yesterday's information was now obsolete and didn't no longer apply. It left us all saying, what do we do? What do we do? I was placed in a situation that confused me and left me feeling lost, which directly and indirectly started to affect other parts of my life. Issues began to compile, and those thoughts transformed into me becoming an irritable father a distant husband, and overall, just not a very good Christian. Short temper, foul mouth, you name it. We can all relate to the need for guidance, though, can't we? 
whether spiritual or just life, there are times where we need direction. We need information. We need wisdom. We find ourselves lost, confused, or just unsure. And during these times, we experience those other feelings we don't like to mention, anxiety, anger, fear, or whatever countless emotion may cross us. As a result, we start to ask questions and talk about whatever has us feeling this way. We may talk to friends. We may talk to coworkers, a spouse, or someone we're close with. And depending on where you are in your spiritual walk, you begin to pray with a specific purpose. And we do this because we recognize this is not a good way to be. We realize that something needs to change because we don't like feeling this way. We don't like to feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're just feeling lost. James gives us guidance for these types of situations, and he gives us direction for how we continue to grow in Christ. So picking up in in chapter 1, starting in verse 2, James writes, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. When your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing more. Like Paul, when we discussed a few weeks ago, James communicates to us the need to develop and grow. We referenced this verse several weeks ago when discussing spiritual development specifically. We hate to be tested. Why? Because it's miserable. As my friend Rich explained, everyone wants to be refined by the fire, but nobody wants to get into the furnace. And testing our faith is difficult. Why? Because if it were easy, we wouldn't need God to help us through. And although only three verses here, James communicates the need for faith, praise in God, and the need for spiritual growth. Now, I think that's a pretty good you know, summary of what we've discussed in these last several weeks. So as we move forward, picking up in verse 5, James writes, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Now please go ahead and take note of verse 5 and 6. God wants wants us to ask for guidance. He wants that relationship, and we've discussed that time and time again. He wants us to turn to Him. He's not going to rebuke us for doing that. But if we expect God to give us an answer, we need to make sure that we are putting our undivided faith in Him. Proverbs chapter 2 relates to this. And for the sake of time, we're not going to review it all. I do encourage you to read it. But we're going to go ahead and just flip real quick to the Proverbs chapter 2, starting in verse 3. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. The author here places value on wisdom. And that's important to note because it's a, it's a valuable essence for us. We shouldn't be scared to ask God for, for wisdom That's what we were designed to do. It's explained to us that there's more to seeking wisdom, and he provides benefits to such a request. And continuing in Proverbs, starting in verse 5, Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. 
For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Amen. Now, it doesn't say amen. I'm saying amen, right? And I encourage everyone to continue reading through Proverbs chapter 2 because it goes on to give you what this wisdom is going to protect you from, what's expected of you once you gain this wisdom. And part of this is, is that we need to understand what it means to be completely dependent on God. Wisdom and direction is, is a gift. And it's just another example of God's mercy for us. And we're not just called to, to service, we're also called to ask for direction. And when we fail to receive that clarification we need, it's most likely because we're attempting to intervene on our own behalf. We're impatient, or we're just looking for our own understanding. In short, we get in the way. God wants us to turn to Him and only Him. He doesn't need our help. He doesn't need to justify to us or explain or anything. It's simply from just trusting in Him, relying that in time He will reveal everything we need and He will guide us. James makes it clear when he's explaining this, when we attempt to rely on anything else, it's divided loyalty. And it leads us to being tossed by the winds. And in 2020 terms, it means we'll just end up confused and unsure, looking for other answers. And that's why he drives that, po- that point home in verse 8. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything you do. Now ask yourself, when you get confused, do you take that brief second to call out to God for clarity and guidance? Or do you attempt to apply your own understanding? Do you rely on the facts of the world? Do you attempt to solve it yourself? What if I told you you didn't have to do it on your own? We're not designed to do it on our own. There's a way for us to move forward, grow, and overcome without placing the additional stress and the unwelcome thoughts and feelings that come along with these situations. All you need to do is place your faith and trust in God and ask. Last week, in the midst of my employment fiasco, I took two minutes to recognize the need for God's intervention, stopped and prayed. Now, did God make it clear to me? Did He provide me the answers I needed to complete my work? Well, no, He didn't. But God provided me a peace that only He can. Now, I need to be real with you. Although my timeline may sound in this podcast like this happened immediately, that's not the case. This wasn't an immediate gratification, an immediate response where I prayed on Monday and by lunchtime the same day I was worry-free and good to go. See, God doesn't always deliver it immediately. Please don't take this message that all you need to do is ask God and He's going to provide you the answers to all your questions at that specific time. God has no reason to intervene in the billing practices of a service provider or whatever life creates as products of humanity but rather the understanding that although this time is difficult on us, by relying on Him, we will overcome whatever situation we find ourselves by seeking His direction. I say all that to remind you of this. It's no coincidence that before James tells us about asking for guidance, 
he issues that faith caution. Go back and look at James chapter 1, starting at verse 2. When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. There's a reason sometimes we go through this, these trials, where we go through these periods of feeling lost, where we feel that we don't know what we're doing. There's times like this where we get to stop and say to God, thank you, because I know you're there with me. This is how we are refined. This is how we grow. This is how we are transformed. These moments. When we acknowledge Jesus as our Savior and the need for faith in God, we also acknowledge there are things that we can't see or even explain that are going to prevent and ultimately try to stop us from developing this relationship. Last year when I had my meltdown in the car, I spent the next several weeks praying and actually apologizing to God for even asking for direction, as if I had done something wrong. It was during this time I was led to this specific scripture, and God reassured me that I did exactly what He wanted me to do. But during this trial of my life, I believed the lie that God didn't want me asking for direction. God didn't want me to seek that guidance. We know the truth now, don't we? God wants us to seek the truth. God wants us to seek direction. God wants this from us. And as a result, I'm, I'm birthing a, a ministry out of it. It's my hope that as we continue to walk together, that we're able to see that all these aspects of our faith are connected. That each week we talk about a specific scripture, you're able to draw the lines of how this relates to last week and the week before and the week before and the week before and the week ahead and the week after that. The vital importance of understanding the correlation of our spiritual development. The vital importance of our relationship and reliance on God. What's expected of us. As we move forward, God willing, we're going to continue to explore James chapter 1 and start to look into temptation. You know, hopefully we'll get through maybe most of the rest of chapter 1 next week. This week, I want you to pray, though. I want you to continue to develop on what we've worked on. I want you to continue to explore your own life. I want you to start asking God for direction. And if you're ready, I want you to start asking God for a specific purpose for you. Where does God want you? But only if you're ready, because God will either just let that sit, or He's going to put you to work. God is calling you to seek that wisdom. Will you answer? <laughs>